0: Before we begin the show this week, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Recorded Future, our a threat intelligence company. And they really sort out the signal from the noise. There's so much information out there in so many places about what's going on in the world of cybersecurity. You need some experts to sift through it and find out what's important, what is trending and deliver that information to you in a timely fashion. Well, if you're interested in that, the latest information on the hackers, the exploits, the vulnerabilities, if you want that information delivered to you in a meaningful way every day, then sign up for the free Recorded Future Cyber Daily Newsletter. All you have to do is go to recordedfuture.com intel. That's recordedfuture.com intel. And thanks very much to Recorded Future for sponsoring the show. Smashing Security, Episode 18: Windows as a Virus, True or False? With Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Smashing Security, Episode 18. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy Carol Terrio. Hello, Carol. What have you been up to?
1: Oh, hi Graham. Uh oh yeah, I do have some news. I was last week at St. George's School. So, hi to the girls at St. George's School in Harpenden. I was giving them a talk trying to get them to consider tech as a career path. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was quite cool. Actually, a special shout out to Bernie, Sarah, and Zoe. They these are three girls from the school who did the latest Cyber First Girls competition. Um, and they thought it was really great fun. So it was really cool meeting them.
0: Anyway, it was good. It was good. It's really fun experience. Oh, sounds terrific. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, I've just uh, come back from Paris. I was given a little tour. Yeah, <laughs> How's your French coming along? Ah, après <laughs> Merle Deluge. <laughs> Ce les <laughs> mots qui vont très bien ensemble.
1: C'est horrible.
0: Um, anyway, yes, I, was, I actually managed to tweet under the English channel. I was quite impressed. So the Wi-Fi worked. Really? Of course, I was using a VPN tunnel <laughs> <laughs> oh when God. I was using the Wi-Fi. Oh, sorry about that. Um, and if you heard any other sign in the background, that is our special guest um, this week, uh, Michael Hux from PC Matic. How are things, Michael? Things are great. Things are great. I'm out here in Oxford
2: for my first time. Actually, first time in England. And uh, Carole's been showing me around, and we've been having a, a
0: great time. So it's, it's been good to awesome. Be here. God yeah. blimey, Governor. It's your first time in England. My first time. <laughs> Are you going yeah. to edit yeah, that we've been. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Let's Van Dyke. Yeah, just want we've to make uh... him feel at home. Yeah, perfect. That's how it sounds, right? All yeah. right. Okay. Well, you know the score. What we do is we all bring a story, something which has caught our attention in the last week, something which we thought was interesting from the world of computer security and hacking and malware and vulnerabilities and threats and data breaches and all of those sort of things. And... Um, there's an old joke, isn't there? There's this joke which goes around, which is that, huh, Windows, isn't that a virus? Isn't that malware? And people go, ha, 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 very jolly. <laughs> well, unfortunately, an antivirus product has made a bit of a clangor this week. Oh, no. Yep. What happened? By what happened? misidentifying Windows as being a virus. <gasps> oh, that seems rough. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Web root can't do that. Uh, the people responsible for causing this havoc. They released a bad update, um, I think it was uh, on uh, Sunday or Monday. All of those computers, all of the computers relying on it, the companies, the organisations, the home users, it caused them serious issues. Yeah. What it was doing was it was misidentifying various essential Windows operating system files as w 32 Dot Trojan dot oh, Gen.
1: So anyone that was running this software, the security software, and had it up to date would ping and say that they had this 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 Trojan, oh, quote unquote, on their machine. Not
0: just ping, correct? <gasps> because what it then would do was it would quarantine those files. Uh- Oh, Oh. no. Effectively cutting the legs off the computer so it could no longer run. Um, And, uh, you know, it shoved them in the sin bin, and your computer obviously became unstable and wouldn't work properly. Any files digitally signed by Microsoft were whisked away. Um, Now, fortunately, you could reboot and you could restore the quarantine files, but it was causing mayhem. And I saw one Twitter user, a guy called Bob Ripley, he tweeted, I seem to have installed a nasty ransomware app. It's called WebRoot. They've already got... (laughs) They already have my money. Should I contact the FBI? Um, And you can kind of understand the frustration. I mean, let's put our hands up here, right? We work in the antivirus industry, or have done in the past, and I I think we've probably all worked for vendors where occasionally a A small snafu might happen. Sure, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it oh,
1: happens. I've, see, I've seen one. I've, I've experienced a few. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think I think well, during our days at Sophos, oh. we, we we experienced a particularly bad one. But we're not the only company who've suffered from them. And obviously, WebRoot aren't having a great week this week. And they've had bad experiences in the past. In February, as the register reports, they shafted corporate PCs in a separate instant, mm-hmm. causing them to display the the dreaded blue screen of death. But this one has hit particularly badly and it's affected all versions of windows Mm. it's also affected their managed uh, service providers other people (sighs) who are using their engine and even though the update apparently was pulled after about 15 minutes too late the damage was done because of course the onus these days is on getting out those updates to protect people's computers as quickly as possible to protect against threats and somehow or another this particular update clearly Shouldn't have passed quality control, should it? It, it well, shouldn't have got out.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, God, the regrets must be going on and the blaming that must be going on and all the energy trying to fix this. I mean, they are under severe stress, I bet, over there.
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think oh, we all know it's obviously painful for their customers. We know it's Absolutely. painful for yep. corporate customers, the users affected by this kind of snafu, but it's also horrible for the people manning WebRoots tech support and managing their community forums. And No, I I mean, you can imagine a customer feeling absolutely furious if hundreds of their computers have gone on the blink because of this. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard, but don't lose your rag with the poorly paid guy in the support call centre who's probably, you know, you're the 900th person who's been screaming at them about this problem. And if he's lucky,
1: he's maybe making time and a half to try and do the 80 hours this week to try and keep the customers happy, right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: So instead, you know, bottle your fury, vent it next time the sales guy comes around trying to sell you something, or you can negotiate a better deal, or speak to the company as X and say, what are you going to do to make up yeah. for this disaster? And how are you going to, most importantly, ensure that this never, ever happens anything like this again? Yeah. Because now, have it's they so disastrous.
2: Have, a, a, have they actually fixed this problem yet? Is the, Has a, a fix come out and been delivered and everything's fine now, or is this still being dealt with?
0: Um Well, at the time of recording, so we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, um, a fix isn't completely out there. They have posted up on their support forums some methods by which people can protect the systems, but they're still kind of working on exactly how to rectify this in the easiest way for everybody. And um, clearly, this is going to be something which is going to cause problems for some customers for, for a little bit of time until they've recovered. It wasn't just... That they were misidentifying some Windows files. There were also users on Twitter and on WebRoot support forums saying, you know, this faulty update you've pushed out, it's also incorrectly blocking access to websites like Facebook, saying that they're phishing websites, so our users can no longer get onto Facebook. So, um, oh, to be honest, not geez. all bad news then. Uh, you know, some, good. <laughs> some some good has come from this instead. It's <laughs> a nice way yeah. of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Ma- maybe some of the corporate clients will think. Actually, can we keep that bit? We'd we'd like to carry on blocking Facebook, but just
2: fix all that. Somehow, stuff. with all of our computers being down, we've we've somehow managed to to boost productivity
0: at the same time. I can't imagine how that could work. <laughs> but you know, I mean. Carole, you, you and I—we've we've hinted that we've had a problem before. I remember there was a massive Sophos false alarm a few years ago. um oh, while it was we were longer still working than that, out. but yeah. And it—it it, was—it um, was—it was where an update actually knocked out Sophos's own updating system. Yeah. Which meant that even though we had a fix, we couldn't update it. We couldn't, we get couldn't it out. update people's computers with the yeah, fix. It was like the worst catch
1: twenty two ever.
0: Yeah, an antivirus <laughs> detecting itself. So. Um, if that's any consolation at all web route um, possibly Sophos shot itself even more in the foot A- and I'm sure
1: happened. and I'm sure I did at least 100 hours that week just you know working there that week so it, anyway yeah be nice to the staff go after the the executives yeah. if you want but be nice to the staff they're getting it in the neck right now exactly and
0: they're trying and they're trying to help you and it, yeah. as with all these things it's not worth losing your rag on the phone it's not going to help anything um, of course you have to answer to your bosses as well and explain why the computers are down and you know there, there may be serious discussions which have to to take place as to you know what you're going to do about that in future. But, but right now we have to solve the problem. Exactly. Right. That's the important yeah. thing. So, um, you know, we feel sorry for WebRoot's users, and we feel sorry for WebRoot as well. Let's hope these kind of things happen less in the future. Michael, I hope you've got something more cheery for us. I do, sort of, I guess.
2: Uh, but let me start by asking you both of you a question. Okay. How many millennials do you think illegally stream movies and TV shows online in the US?
0: Oh. But a quarter I'd what would say, you guess probably uh, how many millennials? oh no, I'd think more than a quarter, I would think like 70%. stream illegally, Yeah, seventy percent or something like that, don't you think, all right, two think? very different answers because yeah, no. I think because they're all like addicted to I don't know, Game of Thrones or something like, aren't they, I mean everyone streams, mm-hmm. but then of course, you want to see it as quickly as possible and. Why do you most, no, I'm not sure, because most TV shows come out of the States. Like if, you, if it was from a country outside the States and yeah. went to an American show, mm, mm-hmm. maybe it's higher. No, Sorry, think, this I is I a very long crazy. answer I'm giving you. I, so, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a detailed answer. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm sticking, I'm stickin', 25%. All right, I'm going to say 25%.
0: 70 because that's what I said earlier. Okay,
2: well, you were both off, but right in the middle of the two of you. Uh, See, me, we're both percent, right. Fantastic. Yeah, you're both as right as the other one. I can say that. Uh, We found out a new study found that more than half of 53% uh, specifically of all North American millennials regularly use pirate streaming services to watch TV shows and movies.
1: I'm surprised by that.
2: They don't have Netflix.
1: Do they not have like, do they not not using Amazon and all that stuff?
2: According to this, they, uh, the preferred method is legal streaming. Um, but, you know, in the age of not wanting to wait for anything and uh, instant gratification, if that thing is yeah. not there, they it's very accessible to go and just grab something for free online. Yeah. And so
0: most people are doing that. Because there are these naughty sites these days where you don't have to go through all the effort of downloading, a, you know, a one point. Three gigabyte torrent, or something Mm. like that, where you can, it's like Netflix, right? You can just stream a movie. And I, but it's illegal. I have encountered these sites, um, where the movie (laughs) might be released on DVD or something like that, and it isn't on Netflix yet. And you can just click and watch it.
1: And Graham, and Graham, did you ever get in trouble for that?
0: I didn't say I've done it, yeah, someone he knows. Did that once.
1: <coughs>
0: <laughs> it's not something actually I regularly do. Um, yeah. But but I, I have done it once or twice in the past. I must admit, hands up. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my preference would normally be to go to BBC iPlayer or to Netflix or Amazon Prime. Or okay. Something but like that. there's a few things. Just issues because it with works.
1: Those. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk BBC iPlayer. I, I, I use it. Right. However, I have trouble using it when my VPN is turned on and I'm in the country. And I have trouble yeah. using it if I'm traveling. You know, because even though I'm a licensed user and a licensed payer, I can't watch it when I physically am outside the country.
0: Yeah, well, that, that is a problem. Some of these legitimate league, uh, streaming sites, uh, they do try and prevent the use of VPNs, which, you know, obviously runs contrary to what we would normally right? recommend in terms of security. But, of course, you know, when we are overseas, I've got a young child, if I'm overseas and he wants to watch his favorite TV show. Um, I would quite like to be able to log into iPlayer or one of the others and, and show it to him um, because I'm a licensed parent and I'm a registered user of that particular site. I I think those sites will begin to provide a mechanism for doing that.
2: I think so too. And that's one thing you can, you can see here across the board is it seems mm. like that the streaming services are kind of making it difficult for people to access the things they want, especially when that's what we're used to. Uh, and when it comes to these things, if you're, you know, for example, with the BBC, mm. if you're out, you can't watch it. Uh, if you, if it's not on Netflix, but it's on Hulu or it's in Netflix in the UK, but not in the U S and, mm. you know, it's just, there's, there doesn't seem to be this, 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 perfectly uh you know aggregated program that's been made to do it and so when people are having a hard time finding what they want they're you know, two links down from that is an ad saying, "Well, here's you can watch it for free." Yeah, can't really blame people for uh, for clicking on it, I guess. But
1: it is it is interesting how annoying it is because, like, you live in the states, for example. And I remember I watched that document. I think I recommend it to both of you. I watched that documentary called "Tickled." Everyone out mm-hmm. there, oh, yeah. totally watch it. So yeah, great. and I think Graham, you watched it, right?
0: Yes, I have. It was yeah, it was, it was,
1: yeah, it's great. So I obviously told Michael about it, and he he can't. He it's not available for him on Netflix because they have a different version of Netflix for the UK and the US.
0: Right, and he doesn't yeah.
1: have access to it yet, so. Yeah.
0: Well, I know annoying. what you two are doing tonight, then. You can get get a cup of <laughs> sure. cocoa and watch Tickles. Yes, that's exactly what you do. Up, soak it all in while I'm here. Yeah, while he's in the UK. Gore blimey, Governor. That's what you need to be doing, isn't it? Now, yeah. imagine the reason why you're raising this issue, however, is not just because we care mm. about the movie industry, um, but because of the potential security implications. Because mm.
1: if way to go steal is thunder. If, well... <laughs>
2: just
1: saying
0: invite a guest it was, it was coming around to it yeah
1: he invite a guest
0: over and then just steal is a that right michael is that That's something we should right. be concerned about
2: i think it's absolutely right and i wonder if most of the common people out there in the world who are just going around and uh looking for movies to watch if they understand the security risk and the implications of of using these sites like what what kind of things can happen to them and i i think that a lot of people don't really know they just think it's some kind of Wow, it's free, and that's cool, and nothing's really happening, and not that I can see from the, from at least but mm. uh do do people understand uh that there are
0: issues with with this like security risks because if I was a bad guy yeah which I'm, which which if if thank you mm-hmm. I might disguise my malware as a video codec which you need to download in order to exactly. stream the latest right. episode of lord knows what or mm. you know i mean it, it's it's a natural thing to do and just as we've seen for instance apps which have been malware infected and, and pirated and put up onto torrents um equally there, there's no reason to think that a stream insider a, a, an illegitimate stream insider, if we want to call it that um might attempt to trick you into installing something or have some booby-trapped malformed yeah. uh, flash player what's it uh, just ready to infect your computer and right? i guess yeah you have you have recourse with the big
1: boys right like if you go to netflix and there's a problem at least there's you know there's a place for you to complain if something goes wrong
0: yeah um, and, and netflix yeah. of course you know yeah if, if anything were to go wrong on netflix it would go wrong for millions and millions of people worldwide and be very obvious yeah um so I, I, you know hopefully nothing ever like that will happen but um certainly these other sites you have to be a little bit more cautious about Mm. After all, they've already proven that they're not necessarily walking the right ethical line by making available these movies, which they don't necessarily have permission for anyway, right? So they're already a little bit grey.
2: And mm. you true, know. but
0: I wonder if people—if
2: it's naive to assume that a lot of people don't know what the difference between free and illegal is, like what yeah. what is allowed to be free, and if someone mm. goes on the internet, and they say, "Can I watch, uh, you know, The Big Lebowski for free?" And there's a, a link right great at the top, thing. and it says, yeah, hop right in. Um, do they necessarily know that they're even doing something wrong? I mean, the, yeah. a lot of these sites are very professionally done. They, they mm-hmm. have great search cues, and you can just kind of go through and see, find whatever you want. It, they, don't, they look legitimate, a lot of them.
0: So yeah. what what advice should we be giving people to protect them better against these sort of things?
2: <laughs> don't do it.
1: Okay, so say someone absolutely must stream something from a site that whether we're going to say we're assuming it's legal and they have to stream some some of a site they do not know and therefore can't trust. That's what we can focus on. What would you suggest? I'd suggest don't register with it. You know, have a throwaway email account if you
0: have to register on it would be one. I'll tell you what you might want to do. Okay, so, I mean, first of all, you've set this example, crawl, where you've said you've absolutely got to watch something. First of all, you know, let, let's yeah. question that. Is there anything you've absolutely really yes. got to watch? Yes, right, definitely. But if you absolutely do have to watch <laughs> something for some reason, then you might be an awful lot safer maybe using an iOS device. So using your mm. iPhone or your iPad rather than Android or so using Windows. So you're in the walled garden concept? and Yeah, because generally they're they're more secure. Yeah. And there's less opportunities to exploit it and the the hackers are less likely to be attempting to exploit on the yep. particular devices. I agree. And be very wary of any site which asks you to register or give the email address and if you are going to do that give them a throwaway email address instead. Don't give them your personal information in order to watch the movie. Yeah. And that should avoid most of the threats in that way, but generally I'd say, you know, get a little bit of patience or look for the video on YouTube or something. Or, Thanks, you know, Granddad. Or, well, you know, that is my role, Carol, on this podcast, is to be the curmudgeonly Granddad. You do
1: it so well.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Carol. You're fine. Uh, you, can, you can wait. People can wait a little bit. And if any, anyone
2: needs any more reason to not do it, I think that uh, another repercussion uh, just outside of security is how much it can cost you. I mean, people have been. Uh charged and ordered to pay upwards of you know over half a million dollars for illegally downloading uh thirty songs I, I looked wow. at one today that you are this kidding me guy was charged twenty two thousand five hundred dollars per song that he downloaded and shared online and this is a student in Boston
0: who just that's downloaded disgusting. some songs just like uh, everyone else is always oh, done but he's and- also sharing them online though isn't he yeah mm-hmm. he's he's not just downloading them I mean that is yeah. obviously okay that that's probably the worst bit of it. Yeah. Is that, he's in, then encouraging yeah, but others but how and, many
1: people don't even realise that I, I I, think it's I'm really glad you brought the story I mean I think we just have to be aware that if you know if they go after you it, it's big bucks it
0: can be bad yep. yeah well I'm gonna say you know show a little bit of self-restraint for goodness sake <laughs> wait until it arrives in your iPlayer or Hulu or whatever I it, seem
1: to you remember know. you with Doctor Who chomping at the bit for the next episode
0: hmm <laughs> Carol, that's mm. Doctor Who. That's a whole
2: different story. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and if, there's certain serious. ones that, right, they don't fall within the same
0: category as everything else. Thank you, Michael. I really like you as a guest. You're excellent. <laughs> Carol. what have you got for yes. us? Yes. Ah, uh, well,
1: gents, cast your minds back to Ashley Madison. What is the first thing that comes to mind?
0: I think of someone with collagen implanted lips and a finger up to them going, shh. I, I can see the the logo.
1: So, so you're thinking of the website rather than the hack that happened in July 2015. Because oh, sorry. Yes,
0: no. I was thinking of the hack. Obviously, I was thinking of the hack. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking of my homepage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we went to different places, but that's yes, all right.
1: you did. Well, I yes, okay. So um, onwards, onwards. Um, so do you remember the there was just to recap? So it was the impact team that stole just shy of 13 gigs of user data, right, from the Flanders uh, paradise. Now, uh, we can't tell you how many people that actually represents, because a lot of the female registrants, if you remember, were found out to be actually bots. But <laughs> I remember, and Gizmodo, and you know, high five to Gizmodo, because they did that research. And it was awesome. It was a great one. I we'll thought put that link. was
0: fantastic. Yeah, it was I, such a
1: great story. <laughs> Um, so we can't really tell you how many of the people that is, but I think we can say mo- all, most of the men were real. So a lot of people were affected. Now, why did they get hacked? The goal was to shut down this site because it was for moralistic reasons of, you know, the fact that they destroyed families and the rest. However, the threat was we're going to publish the identities of all the registered users, regardless of whether they use the services or not. So, of course, we all know what happened. Ashley Madison did not shut down. Impact Team did publish the data on the dark web. And uh, we, as we remember, the media went bananas. Now, there were obviously horrific consequences. I think there were two suicides in Toronto, and there was a few down south, I think New Orleans. Um, there was a few suicides down there as well. So, Jeez. yeah, and this is, this is a few years ago, right? Mm. So you think that's, we you know, everyone's forgotten that story. That happened two years ago. Why am I talking about it today? Well, a blackmail campaign has just been launched, and it's using the data from this dump.
2: Oh, saw that coming.
1: (laughs) So what they've done is they've contacted targeted Ashley Madison users, so from the email addresses that they had collated and published, and the email uh, read as follows. So on May 1st, 2017, we are launching our new site, Cheaters Gallery, exposing those who cheat and destroy families. We will launch the site with a big email to all the friends and families of cheaters taken from Facebook, LinkedIn, and other social sites. They will include you if you do not pay to opt out. Yeah. So the mm. payment is a 0.4 of a Bitcoin or 500 US dollars. Right. So what do you do, right? What do you do if you're on that list? If you receive this email, like, do you play the ostrich and convince yourself that they're bluffing? Do you pay up? you know, and hope that they, it keeps a lid on everything? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you just tell them to fuck themselves? You
2: know? <laughs> tough. It's tough uh, being in the situation. I, I mean, it seems very scary since they say that they're going to launch a site
0: with a big email. So that big email, you know, who knows what that's going to include. Well, yeah. I wouldn't tell them to fuck themselves. I think that's just like poking a an angry bear with a stick, isn't it? I think that's just mm-hmm. going to cause trouble. You yep. don't want them to focus any more attention on you. Yeah, you should shy away from the bullies. I don't think you should pay up either. Mm-hmm. Because if you pay up, yep. you've, you've revealed to them that you're someone who's prepared to pay. Right, yep. the trusted cash cow. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. You just—you've actually just labeled yourself as a trusted person to actually attack because they know you're going to deliver.
0: And, yeah. and if you've paid once, maybe you'll pay twice, or mm-hmm. maybe you'll pay more next time. And it's like you clearly, clearly don't want this information to leak out. So I'm going to try and get more money out of you. Mm. So don't give in to blackmailers. Sure. And I would imagine the uh, moral compass
2: of the people putting on this scheme—they'll be like, "Well, he paid, so let's just call it quits and let him go." Yeah. I mean, what, what? What stops them from doing this over and over and over and over until they either wipe you completely clean or just you decide not to pay, but you've already paid 10 times?
0: Yeah. I also think you need to think about, you know, how likely is it that the criminals are actually going to go through with their entire plan? So, okay, they're saying they're going to create this site, Cheetah's Gallery. Yeah. And expose people's names. Well, first of all, these people's names are already exposed. The Mm Ashley Madison database has been out there for two years. Yep. and there've been other attempts to blackmail them in the past. I've received emails and people have forwarded me letters which they've received because they were members of Ashley Madison. Yeah. and they've been in some cases, you know, very worried about it in some occasions they've even received uh, letters sent to their wives at their homes.
1: You would think, right, that most of them who were involved in the original hack have come clean about being on the site because they had to go through this already. I mean, maybe a few got through, you know, because they deleted the email or, I don't know, somehow, you know, was able to hide away from it.
0: I mean, there's some other other aspects of this. The first thing which I want to focus on is put yourself in the point of view of the blackmailer. What have they got to gain? From going through that entire database and scouring Facebook and LinkedIn and trying to work out who your partners are and who your family members are and then try and reach them as well. Well, That's an awful lot of effort to go to and you're not going to make any money out of it. Mm.
1: no but they you know in the email in the initial email that they send out just to show they mean business they included some of the information from the data dump the original data dump yeah
0: from the data yeah. dump that's yeah. easy anyone can get a hold their yeah. hands on that within 10 minutes on well, the and internet. that's what they're
1: suggesting they're going to do right they're saying they're planning to put all this online in a cheater's gallery and i think there's the extra gravy if you want of embarrassment by saying we're going to go after you know your loved ones and tell them what you've done um and, and you're suggesting of course they're not going to do that that's going to be a lot of Work.
0: yeah they might do it in a handful of examples yeah, but just they're just not just going to do it for most people right. and
1: yeah i'm tended to agree
0: it's yeah. and and even if they do create a cheaters gallery of everyone's detail up there well whoopie do well, mr blackmailer because there's already plenty of websites where you can enter people's names and see if they occur in the ashley madison database and furthermore ashley madison never bothered to verify people's email addresses so you could put in, and I believe, for instance, Tony Blair's email address, right, former Prime Minister of Great Britain, his email address was in the Ashley Madison database dump mm-hmm. but. I don't think he was cheating on Cherie. No, right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And there are stories of that. It's really, it, yeah, there's stories of people who who say that they have been added, which obviously I'm sure that's true in some cases, and I'm sure in other cases that's the story you're using Right. To try and-
2: I'm
0: sure it's a, it's a good go-to uh, excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, cruel. Right. I'm sure some people will use that excuse. Of yeah. course they will. yeah. But um, it's, it's an excuse.
1: Well, one thing I would say is do not try and seek out the data bump to see if you are on it or not. Um, check out a service like, for example, Troy Hunt's excellent service, Have I Been Pwned? And you can put in your email address at that location to see safely whether you're on any of these lists and where you might have your name have, may have been found, your email address and, and some of your data.
0: And be more careful in future. If you're going to sign up, it doesn't matter if it's an adultery. I mean, Ashley Madison sold itself and marketed itself a great deal as like having an affair and all that kind of business, right? But even if it isn't that kind of site, even if it's just a regular dating site, if you're signing up for it tomorrow, be careful what details you give it and what email address and so forth you might give it. Prim. Because in 15 years time, when you are in a healthy relationship and that site gets hacked and your information comes out, you're then current partner may think, well, what are you doing as a member of that site? And you'll be there saying, well, I joined it 15 years ago. Okay. Right? Uh, okay.
1: Right. But but all these sites often need require payment. And in order to provide payment, yes. they often require credit card details. Now, obviously, some have PayPal and some have other methods of payment, which can be better to protect your, um, your anonymity should the worst happen. Um, but, you know… They do need to. Ve- a lot of these sites demand that you kind of provide a legitimate credentials before you go forward.
0: Not all, but there's a not, lot. Not, to not all. No, and so you know, caveat emptor. Right, be careful what you're buying and what you're joining. Um, and I think we're all agreed. Don't pay the blackmailers. Right, don't pay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Please do not pay. Because if everyone, if everyone didn't pay. If the payback was low, then wouldn't the criminals kind of go, ooh, that didn't work. Maybe we should do something else. That data's dead.
2: Yeah. Right? right? And, that would and if com-
0: this works for them, it, it encourages other people to yeah. do this so please, um, you know, on other things. We say don't pay. We say don't pay. We say don't respond to the blackmailers either. In fact, I would say go one step further and report the blackmail extortion attempt to the authorities because it may well be that they are investigating the case and that they need evidence.
1: That's um, a good point. So That's if a great you have
0: one. any, pass it over to them so that they can try and find out who these blackmailers are. Yeah. Good, good call. Yep. All righty. Well, on that cheery note, I think uh, we're coming to the end of the show, aren't we? Um, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes um, or on Google Play Music or Stitcher or TuneIn or uh, Overcast.
1: And if you like us a lot, please leave us a review. It really helps and a big shout out to recorded future our sponsors this week you can sign up to their cyber daily newsletter and get their latest insights at
0: recordedfuture.com slash intel well thanks very much uh for joining us this week thank you michael as well for i hope the podcast wasn't too painful for you thanks for having me it was a lot of fun we'll, i'll be back great. someday yay Uh, If you liked the show, tell your friends. Let us know what you think. You can go to www.smashingsecurity.com and you will find an email contact form and a link to our Twitter and all the other places where we hang out online. And until next week, toodaloo. Bye-bye. Bye. Au revoir.